you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Greetings and welcome to the daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. I'm Jason Smith. Alongside me, Michael Fabiano, our Fantasy Hall of Famer, Adam Rank, defending Experts League champion and champion two of the last three years here at NFL Fantasy Live. The Fantasy Ninja, Akbar, Bajabia Mila, and Molly Karam, all part of today's show. We'll have a full preview of the Ravens-Broncos Thursday night football clash. Pierre Garçon stops by to talk his fantasy thoughts for this season. We'll give you some scary matchups for week one and some free agents you might want to just wait and see on. Check out this tweet from injured Seahawks wide receiver Percy Harvin. When's he going to come back? Well, what's going on, 12th man? Just checking in. I'm making serious progress. Keep an eye on week seven. Don't hang them 11s up. We working. So, Percy Harvin says he's coming back. Akbar, can you pick him up or do you let him sit? You know, I let Percy Harvin sit and for a couple of reasons. One, because if you're in a deeper league, I mean, maybe you want to pick him up. But I'm saying it's going to take him a long time before he's able to get back. So, you think about week seven and then you think about how long it takes an athlete coming off of an injury like that. The mental element and the physical element, it's an extra four weeks. That's about 11 weeks total. All right, good news on the fantasy front. Injury-wise, Le'Veon Bell could be back earlier than expected. Mike Tomlin said the reason he's not playing week one, Fabs, is because of lack of practice time, not injury. So what do you do here? He is still a free agent in 40% of NFL.com leagues. I'm telling you right now, pick him up if he's available in your league. Le'Veon Bell is going to end up being the featured back in Pittsburgh. That's what we talked about during the preseason before he got injured. We all thought he was going to be out for a while. Looks like he's not Grab him right now if he's a free agent. Wow. All right, and if you have Isaac Redman, well, enjoy week one. Now let's take a look at the Ravens and Broncos on opening night. Jay, thank you so much. The Ravens and Broncos face off in Denver tonight, and that means the NFL season is officially underway. In just a few short hours, we are pumped up. Molly Karam here, joined by Adam Rank with our Thursday night preview. Of course, next week, it's the Jets-Pats game. That'll be right here on NFL Network, but let's focus tonight on the defending champs, from Baltimore. Let's take a look at some players to watch on the Ravens here. Mr. Rank, Ray Rice, a top five pick in most drafts, my friend. He should be, too. Ray Rice is so versatile in this offense. And on a team that needs versatility, somebody who can catch and run, Ray Rice is going to have a huge game. I like that he can – he's just so good out of the backfield. I know Bernard Pierce came on at the end of last season and kind of – 
took a little bit of production away from him, and people got a little bit concerned, and Ray Rice started to fall down draft boards. Don't be concerned. Both guys will probably be on the field a lot, but Ray Rice is still the centerpiece of this offense. He's going to be counted on in so many different ways. He's a great play tonight. Great guy in a PPR league as well. Of course. All right, Baltimore's ground game, well-established. Joe Flacco and the new-look passing attack, that remains a work in progress, but he'll be targeting Torrey Smith for sure. Yeah, the one thing about Joe Flacco, uh, people don't seem to separate fantasy from reality all the time. They see Super Bowl-winning quarterback. He must be a great fantasy play. That's not necessarily the case, and I don't like him tonight. The quarterback position has so much depth. Odds are you drafted a stud in your fantasy leagues. Go ahead and start them. I know you want to get into the action immediately, have a guy starting on Thursday night, but don't do it with Joe Flacco. Leave him on your bench. But Torrey Smith is a guy you can go ahead and play. We've been waiting for him to kind of break out and be that elite number one fantasy receiver. He can do that. With no Anquan Bolden, does that help his stock? Absolutely. He's going to be targeted the most. And then Dennis Pitt is not there, too. So he's got to look for somebody. Ray Rice, Torrey Smith will get the majority of those targets. And you got to like him. You saw, you, started him, you saw him start to break out at the end of last year. He looked fantastic in the playoffs. Champ Bailey's not playing tonight. I don't know if that's good or bad. I kind of wanted Champ Bailey to play so Torrey Smith can burn him over and over again. But either way, Torrey Smith We've is going to be We've got plenty fun. of storylines yeah. in this game already. Let's switch gears to the Broncos side of things and show you uh, all those starters there who we should be watching. And it all begins with that guy, Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning. Of course, Mr. Automatic. It seems during the regular season, especially early on, Peyton Manning is so far ahead of the competition that you want to go ahead and play him. Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, these guys are safe to play even less well. There's so many different ways you can go with this. Because it all hinges on Peyton Manning. He makes these guys so much better. He's so automatic. I love the way he is prepared for the season. And that's the big thing. Is that he always, as I said, he always seems to be one. He's such a professional. He's so consistent, focused. And he always hits the ground running. If you watch year in, year out, his week one production is always top notch. So the big story in the offseason, obviously them acquiring Wes Welker. But what about some of those other receivers? Who has fantasy value? Demarius Thomas has a lot of fantasy value, of course. He is a number one receiver, a top five potential kind of guy. Eric Decker also, he catches a lot of touchdowns. But Demarius Thomas is the guy that you should be focusing on. He showed when he was playing with Tim Tebow that he can make any quarterback good. But now he's got Peyton Manning, one of the best in the game. Demarius Thomas, he's just unstoppable. And with Wes Welker there, that's going to actually open it up a little bit for him because you're not going to be able to key on him so much. So if you got Demarius Thomas, start him. Start Wes Welker, too. Start everybody. I'm like, I'm throwing it around <laughs> And they've got another guy, Eric Decker, who has a reality show right now. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm, I don't want to comment too much on the reality show, but he's a good option. The one thing I like about Decker is that he catches touchdowns. And when Wes Welker came in, that's not going to eat in Eric Decker's game. Eric Decker's game is in the red zone, catching touchdowns. He should still be able to do that. Still a pretty good option for you coming up. Adam, I always trust a guy in a three-piece suit, but one thing is missing from your projections. The Broncos running backs. Ronnie Hillman, you're not taking the bait on this guy. How come? I can't. Ronnie Hillman fumbles the ball once. He's out of the game. They put in Monty Ball. If he misses a block and Peyton Manning gets hit, he's out of the game. Then here comes no Sean Moreno. But you can't trust no Sean Moreno either. It's it's ground zero for Shanahanigans. Of course, Shanahanigans being the art of deceiving fantasy owners and not letting us know who's going to be the main running back. So you can't trust any of the Broncos guys. Hopefully, and that all started in Denver. It all started in Denver. John Fox, of course, he did it in Carolina with Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams. It's all very annoying. I don't appreciate it. 
And I'm not going to, I don't even want to touch it, but hopefully in the next couple of weeks, the situation will become a little bit more clear. But right now, on Thursday night, you don't want to go to work on Friday morning oh, and have everybody making fun of you because you no. started Ronnie Hillman and he got you negative two points. No. Don't do that to yourself. It's a little murky, that backfield. And as our friend Jason Smith always says, it's too bad he doesn't earn points for fumbles, that <laughs> Ronnie Hillman. All right, don't forget, if you still haven't signed up for a fantasy league, there is still time. Visit NFL.com slash fantasy to sign up and start your league today. Free live scoring, exclusive in-game video highlights, customized matchup previews, and much more. Sign up at NFL.com slash fantasy. Now we send it back to Jason and the boys. All right, guys, thanks a lot. Let's look now, look ahead to the rest of the week. And if you're already looking at the waiver wire, well, okay, you're in a little bit of trouble. But you still might see some intriguing names, but that doesn't mean you should be using a roster spot on them. So let's take a look at some of these players. Akbar, you want us to pump the brakes if you see Aaron Dobson's name on your waiver wire. Yeah, you do. You want to pump the brakes on Aaron Dobson just because he's a rookie right now. He's got to get accustomed to this Bill Belichick's offense. What I look for, though, in a wide receiver when you're looking at a guy that may not get a lot of targets is how does he do when he doesn't have the ball? Is he open? That's what Tom Brady's going to look at. Does he get off the press? Can he find the holes in the defenses? That's what is going to signify if this is going to be a receiver that they're going to be going to a lot. So receivers can also be watched even if they don't have the ball thrown to them. So I'm keeping my eye on Aaron Dobson. Fab's quarterback position is deep. Can you afford to wait and see on Terrell Pryor? I have actually drafted Terrell Pryor in a few leagues, and you guys know I'm on board with this kid, not because he's the best quarterback in the National Football League, but because he can run with the football. Would I start him this week? Probably not, unless I'm in a league where you start two quarterbacks, but it's a wait-and-see approach. He's available in a lot of leagues on NFL.com, and I have a sneaky suspicion he will be see, he will be seeing his production go up week in, week out. He's playing the Colts this weekend. They haven't been good against the run historically. Yeah, he has the potential to be like a Cam Newton from a couple years ago. He has a big game week one. Whoever has that first overall pick is going to snatch him up, so that's one thing to watch out for, Terrell Pryor. Other news, we didn't expect to talk about this. Let's be honest. Michael Fabiano says all the time. What's one of your big tenets of fantasy? Why are we talking about the Jets? Exactly, <laughs> but this week, Bilal Powell is listed as the starting running back for the New York Jets, and let's face it, he he had a very good preseason, and even last year when Sean Green was the number one running back, Powell saw a lot of time. He saw drives all to himself. He got carries in the red zone. Bilal Powell is someone you have to keep your eye on, Faz, because he's got some fantasy value, which is not great news if you drafted Chris Ivory. You have to keep tabs on it, but I still don't buy the fact that Chris Ivory is not going to lead this team in backfield carries, that Chris Ivory is not going to lead this team in backfield touches. We'll see what happens. Uh, I, I don't expect good things from either one of these two guys. Remember, they're playing the Buccaneers, <laughs> who, average, who allowed the fewest rushing yards per game last season. Pretty good up front. So I'm benching Chris Ivey this week unless you're desperate for a three. Bilal Powell is still not on my radar just yet, guys. Yeah, he's not on my radar either. I'm staying away from the entire backfield pretty much. All right, here's some other wait-and-see guys. John Baldwin to see how things go in San Francisco for him. Brandon Weed. Remember, the I think it's been 55,000 consecutive games where the Browns have thrown less than two touchdown passes. That's a lot thanks of games. To, and thanks to our stats man, Sudzi Sadell, for that one. So, again, these are guys you want to wait and see on and revisit after week one. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, Washington Redskins wideout Pierre Garçon joins us live. We'll ask him how he plans to take the next step in our nation's capital. Plus, the week one matchups that scare us are just ahead. See why we have a bad feeling about all your Carolina Panthers on Sunday. That's next. He's hit sack up the middle on the blitz. In the pocket, hit as he throws, pass is intercepted. And the ball's going to be knocked free. Now he is sacked. And he's sacked! Throws pass, going to be intercepted. Here comes the rush. Sanchez goes down! Scrambles forward, and down he goes. 
And a mix-up in the backfield. Oh. Sanchez. Oh. Cutler in trouble. Locker. Behind Williams. Pass is intercepted. Really? We had to show the butt. Fu- All right. It's not quite Friday the 13th yet, but we're getting in the spirit a little bit early here on NFL Fantasy Live. We're here to help you avoid a week one fantasy horror story with our matchups that scare us in week one. And we'll start with the quarterbacks. Rank is already scared right away. A little bit. A little bit? Okay. A little edgy. Now, somebody you had as your big sleeper this season is someone who scares you. Jay Cutler. I like them as a sleeper for the upcoming season, but I feel like this week is not the week to play Jay Cutler. I understand. I feel like I'm on an island defending Jay Cutler, but he's got a new coordinator with Mark Tressman. Brandon Marshall is there. He's got Matt Forte. So he's going to have a good season, but he's got a terrible matchup this week against the Bengals. The Bengals are very tough on fantasy quarterbacks. They've allowed the fifth fewest points to fantasy quarterback going back to the 2012 season. They don't allow anybody to throw for 300 yards against them, so it is a very bad matchup. And you probably drafted a stud quarterback. That's one of the great things about fantasy football this year is that you probably got a stud if you're in a 10 or 12 team league. Go with that guy. But leave Jay Cutler. There will be a time where you can play Jay Cutler, Michael. There will be. Trust me. There will be times. Trusting it's not Jay Cutler week. to be your fantasy quarterback is like trusting Lacey Underhill to be your girlfriend. Oh, in, uh, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. One guy mm-hmm. that I don't mm-hmm. trust this week and who scares me is Cam Newton. Now, I know you drafted Cam Newton to be your number one quarterback, and if you don't have a solid number two, you should start Cam Newton. But I would start Matt Stafford over Cam Newton. I'd start Tony Romo over Cam Newton. I'd start Matt Ryan over Cam Newton. If you think having those two quarterbacks on your same team is crazy, it happens because I get questions on Twitter about it all the time. time. He only had 12 completions (laughs) last year in his home game against the Seattle Seahawks, and they have one of the toughest defenses in the National Football League. And, oh, by the way, one of the best defenses in fantasy football. Again, don't tweet me and say, I started Andy Dalton over Cam Newton. You blew it for me, Fabiano, because I'm not telling you to do that. I'm not telling you to do that. If you have a good two, bench Cam Newton. Michael Fabiano trusting his saliva line for that one. Now, ah. when it comes to Rams running backs against the Cardinals rank, yeah. take a look at the last 15 games. Two touchdowns by Rams running backs in uh, 15 straight games against Arizona. What does this mean for Daryl Richardson? Daryl Richardson is another guy that I like as a sleeper going into the 2013 season, a guy that you can put into the flex spot at certain points during the year. This is not going to be one of those times. This kind of stuff that we're seeing right here right now, you're not going to see that against the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals have a very tough defense. A lot of times it's hard for people to separate fantasy from reality. You look at the way the Cardinals finished the season last year, terrible record, not much going on. You think this defense is not good, but it's a fantasy defense and is a defense that can shut down opponents. They are very good. All right, wide receiver-wise, you have to be very nervous about Mike Wallace week one. He's going to be on Michael Fabiano, Hayden Island yes, against he will the be. Cleveland Browns. And he's someone who really – look, Fabs, you and I have not been high on him this offseason. Yeah. He doesn't fit with this offense. What he did with the Pittsburgh Steelers is wait till play, plays broke down. Roethlisberger kept the plays alive. He caught four or five passes a week. One was for 65 yards on a broken play. That's not what the Dolphins do. I like the fact they're going to throw the football a lot this year because they have to because their running game hasn't been what they thought it was going to be. But this week, it's hard to start Mike Wallace. And uh, three wide receivers, just three have had 1,000 yards since Dan Marino retired in 1999. And I hate those jerseys. I'm not <laughs> oh, starting them. Please. No, I'm not starting them. That's a one guy, look. One other guy that I don't like this week is Jordy Nelson. Now, look at the matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. This is an extremely bad matchup for Green Bay's wide receivers. The Niners have had allowed one touchdown catch or less in 10 of their last 11 home games. Uh, that is a telling stat. This defense is going to be fired up. Now, I'm still starting Randall Cobb. I'm still starting Aaron Rodgers, of course. But Jordy Nelson, who didn't do anything in the preseason because he had a knee injury and knee surgery, 
he scares me this weekend, boys. And that's the thing about the 49ers is that you got to really watch the matchups. And when there's teams and there's players and there's guys like Jordy Nelson, then yes, I wouldn't play. But your stars you're sticking with. Stars, I would stick them. If you have Marshawn Lynch going against the 49ers, he's had some success against them in the past. I would go ahead and play him, play Ray Rice against them, and I would play established stars. But when you're starting to talk about guys like Jordy Nelson, I would start to bench those guys. I would start to bench those guys. Eddie Lacy, You know what too. I'm saying? Eddie yeah. Lacy. Eddie Lacy this week against the 49ers defense is one I would not like to play because Eddie Lacy is probably a flex option in a lot of leagues for people, but – not against the 49ers. All right, 49ers, one of the top two defenses in the NFL. The Seahawks, whatever you like, one of the other top two defenses in the NFL. Fabs, how do you take a look at this week when you, you have your players playing against the Seahawks defense? Remember when the NFC West wasn't good? Boy, <laughs> the, it, what a great defensive division now and a great division overall. Again, I told you, if you have a good number two, bench Cam Newton. D'Angelo Williams' value is rising, sure, because Jonathan Stewart's on the PUP. I don't like him this week against the Seahawks. Steve Smith, I wouldn't start him as more than a wide receiver three, and I still have concerns about him. Even Greg Olson, who broke out last year, by the way, Rob Chitsinski is now gone. He's in Cleveland. I worry about him as well. And the good thing is that those positions, you're going to have other options because you didn't draft D'Angelo Williams to be your two or your three likely. Steve Smith, you probably drafted him as your three. You might have a better option based on the matchups. By the end of the year, you'll be all four of those NFC West defenses. You're going to be very, it's going to be very tough to play against them. Yeah, those are the best defenses in the NFL, bar none. Still to come, our preseason preview of our fantasy awards is coming up. Who are our fantasy nominees for comeback player of the year? We'll reveal that and more. And who's going to get extra opportunities to put up fantasy points in 2013? We're predicting whose fantasy value is going up and whose is going down as NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Remember, you can still sign up for free fantasy football right now at NFL.com slash fantasy. We have fully customizable leagues, live scoring, instant highlights. Make sure you check that out. Akbar, Adam, Michael, and Molly here with you. All right, guys, I'm a huge fan of The Price is Right. So we're oh, going to play. It, it's oh, great, too. right? Play <laughs> a little game, game called Higher or Lower. So I'm going to give you a number, and you tell me if these players will have a higher or lower number of rushing attempts in 2013. We start with the number 220 carries with Ahmad Bradshaw. Not the greatest preseason, but what do you think, Akbar? Well, I'm going to go with higher, and that's because Ahmad Bradshaw, to me, is in a great system. He's under Pep Hamilton now who came over from Stanford, and he believes in running the ball, almost like John Gruden. I mean, John Gruden believed in running the ball, and that's the same philosophy that he comes from. When you look at Stephon Taylor from Stanford, 322 carries last season for him in the college game. I think that he's going to have the, about the same amount of rushes, so I'm going to go with 300 carries for Ahmad Bradshaw. That's going to be big for fantasy football. Yeah, Let's move on to LaShawn McCoy. Adam, 250 carries. Do you think we'll have more than that in uh, Chip Kelly's up-tempo offense? I'm going to say higher. You know what? I've been all in on Chip Kelly and his high-tempo offense, and I really love what it's going to mean for LaShawn McCoy. More plays means more rushing attempts. He'll hit that 250 number. I look back to what he had in 2011. 321 touches. Pretty close to that number for this season. I like him. He entered the year. As my number two running back in fantasy football, he's going to get it. Jamal Charles, 285 carries is the number, Fabs. How many times do you think Andy Reid will have him carry the rock? I say he's going to go under 285, but it's going to be very close. And that's the reason why is Andy Reid likes to throw the football. So Jamal Charles may see a slight downturn in carries, 
but he will see a big upturn in receptions, which is why we love him in PPR leagues where you get points for catches. So down on the carry slightly, moving on up with the receptions. Akbar, how about a little CJ2K275 is the number. Sean Green's there now. What do you think? Well, you know, I absolutely love CJ2K. In fact, I have him going higher, and that's because CJ2K has two guys on the inside that will be the anchor for him, and that's Andy Levitri and Chance Warmack. When the Tennessee Titans decided to beef up the offensive line with those two interior guards, that's like putting brand-new tires and an engine on a car. CJ2K is going to be back to where he was before. I'm calling for 325 carries for CJ2K. That is bold. Let's keep this rapid pace going. Okay, guys, let's zone in on wideouts. Will they be targeted more or less than last season? Six. 60 receptions for Mr. Pierre Garçon. What do you think? Oh, you know what? I'm going to go higher just because Pierre Garçon and Robert Griffin, they have that natural chemistry already. So I'm going to go higher for Pierre Garçon. Yeah, definitely higher for Pierre Garçon. Last year, remember, he missed a lot of time with the foot injury. This year, I say he breaks out. He has well over 60. I think he could have 70 or 80 catches in that offense. If you looked at the game tape when he was on the field with RG3, those two made sweet music together. Ooh, sweet. Moving on, Adam, 140 targets is the number for Victor Cruz. Last year, Hakeem Nix banged up a little bit. What do you think about this year? He's had some injury concerns, too. I'm going to say Victor Cruz does not hit that. I will go lower. The thing about Victor Cruz, you hear a lot of talk about him. You know, he's out doing commercials. He's out hitting the clubs. He's a star. He's, he's got, in the big city. He's, he's got a Listen, big Listen, he has new... Batman cufflinks like you. We'll get yes. to that later. He's a big, you know, he's got a big contract. He doesn't have as much to go for anymore. I look for Hakeem Nix to come out and be the focal point of that passing offense. He's the guy who needs to get paid now. Victor Cruz, you see it all the time when these guys get those big contracts, get a little comfortable. I don't know that he has the same drive that he had before, so I will go lower with him. Speaking of receivers in the slot, Fabs, Danny Amendola, 120 targets. Higher or lower? I say it's higher. Again, this guy is like Wes Welker light. He is going to see a pile of targets from Tom Brady. Last year, he had over 100 targets, and he missed five games. So, Amendola, yes, we know he has some injury concerns. I'm going to stay on the positive side of things. I say he plays in at least 14 games, and his targets, guys, are over 120. All right, let's take a look at some mobile quarterbacks this year. Will they run more or less? Akbar, we're going to start with RG3. 100 rush attempts. According to Mike Shanahan, he's not going to be running as much. Well, you know, that's the big question everybody wants to know in fantasy football. Are you going to get that same type of big bang for your buck like you did his rookie year? I'm going to say lower for RG3. I think there's legitimate concern when you have a franchise quarterback like RG3 you want to preserve his health. Now, I can say as a defensive player, when you know you're going up against a mobile quarterback, the fear is already in the defense. So he's already won in that in that area. They know he has the ability. So they're always going to stay disciplined, be a little hesitant on RG3. But I think Mike Shanahan is going to showcase RG3's ability to throw the ball. And let me tell you, when you watch him at Baylor, he's not only just a mobile quarterback. He can throw. This year is going to be the year that he showcases arm. All eyes will be on him. They will also all be on Colin Kaepernick, 85 Rush attempts. He only played half a season last year. He's got to eclipse that, right? Of course. It's going to be higher. You know, if you factor it out over a full season, Colin Kaepernick would have had close to 1,000 rushing yards. The thing I like about him, the Green Bay Packers came out this week and said they're going to hit him. They're going to, you know, try to take shots at him, which is great. But if you watch the playoffs last year, they couldn't really do that. They tried to take their shots at him. Colin Kaepernick just ran away from them. He's going to do that this year. He is an elite talent at quarterback. 
Nobody's touching this guy. He's going to be way up. He's going to get 100 rushing attempts. Eva Loka. Yes. <laughs> Fabs, what about Russell Wilson? 90 rush attempts. you think he's going to be a little more conservative in 2013? No, I think his rushing attempts will go up just slightly. And I wouldn't have said that had Percy Harvin been ready for the season. We know he's going to be out until at least week seven. So I say it's a little bit higher. Russell Wilson, part of his game from a fantasy perspective that makes him so good is that he can run with the football, and I don't think they're going to change things because they had so much success with him doing that in 2012. Great information. That was a lot of fun, guys. Higher or lower? The closest I'm getting to prices, right? Well, you know, the best part is that you get to win a prize. You get to win Batman. Cuffs. Those are next level. Look at the cuffs. I I did. Andy went three feet two. It is next level. All right. I did one dollar. Still to come, Redskins wide receiver Pierre Garçon sits down to tell us about a superstar quarterback and much more in just a few minutes. You don't want to miss that. Plus, see why Adam Rank thinks playing Lamar Miller this week is going to help him get off to the right start in the NFL.com Experts League. That's next. It's a foot race to the 20, 15, 10, 5, all the way, Pierre Garçon. Mark Garçon at the 15-yard line. First down, Redskins. He's going all the way. 89 yards, Pierre Garçon. Action run for a touchdown. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, pleased to welcome Redskins star wide receiver and a man I have in five fantasy leagues, Pierre Garçon. Pierre, (laughs) welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Glad to be on. Uh, I'm not putting too much pressure on you with having you in five leagues, am I? Nah, it's cool. I'll put more pressure on myself. All right. Now, you said the other day you're injured toe, 100% heel. Are you, are you actually 100%? 100%. About as best as I will be. All right. How about RG3? That's what everybody wants to know. He's coming back to start Monday night. How does he look? Looking good to me. Looking the same. You know, glad to have him out there. He's running around. No limping, no nothing. I'm throwing the ball well. Looking forward to Monday night. You guys have an incredible chemistry together. You guys were on the field last year. What kind of numbers do you think you can put up this year playing a full season with him? Um, it's, it's hard to say. You know, We can't really say because every game is going to be different. One week we might run the ball out. One week we might throw it a lot. So it's hard to say week in and week out. But we're definitely trying to get every yard we can on every play we, we connect on. And you talk about running the football. Alfred Morris had a huge year last year. People want to know, is he going to have that kind of year this year? What's going to stop him from being a one-year wonder? Um, I don't think anything can stop him. Alfred's, I think he's better this year than he was last year. He's, he's gotten comfortable in the system. He knows um, the playbook better now, and he's more comfortable, and he's stronger and faster. I definitely see him better this year than he was last year. You're also getting a very healthy Fred Davis back after last season. What kind of impact is he going to have on the offense? Alfred is going to be an amazing threat for us down the field. He's a big, fast guy that can block and catch the ball um, in the middle of the field and definitely deserves a lot of attention in the middle of the field. So, you know, he's eager to get back out there to make plays for us. I know you still got a couple of days to go. What's the best way to attack this Eagles team on Monday night? Um, just take what they give us. We have to find out what kind of defense they're playing, what they're going to show. And once we figure out what they're doing, we just have to open up our playbooks and um, play to our, to our strengths and do what, um, do what we do best, make right. plays. Now, when it comes to Monday night, touchdowns are going to be worth a lot more for you than it's going to be just on the field. Doing something really nice for a girl in the uh, D.C. area. Tell us about it. Oh, yeah, I'm doing um, special, trying to um, score touchdowns for Tara Sinkner of uh, Fairfax, Virginia. Um, she's a special friend of mine. She's eight years old. She has brain cancer. You know, she has three tumors in her head. So, yeah, I'm trying to definitely help relieve some of those medical bills for her with um, you know, helping score touchdowns this weekend, um, Monday night on football, and hopefully throughout this whole season and throughout the month of September. 
All right, Pierre, everybody rooting for a four or five touchdown night for you on Monday night. Appreciate your time with us here on NFL Fantasy Live. Best of luck. No problem. Thank you. All right, there goes Pierre Garcon. Hey, nothing better than that cause he just told us about for Monday Night Football. Now for some more inside info about this weekend, let's send it over to Molly and Adam. Q. Jason, thank you so much. Here with Adam Rank, reigning champion of our NFL.com Experts League. Adam, the road to your repeat starts tomorrow. What right. move did you make that would potentially earn you the honor being Fantasy Coach of the Week? Well, if we take a look at my team, I'm very pleased with what I did. I was able to get Steven Jackson as my number two running back, which I think is the key. Because when you start looking at your team, you always end up with a pretty good number one running back, which I did with Jamal Charles. It's that second running back that's always the key. Very pleased as well of getting Larry Fitzgerald as my number one receiver. He's going to be a top five receiver this year. Roddy White's going to be great. Tony Romo, in a league where you're allowed or where you're given four points for a touchdown pass, it narrows the gap between Romo and a guy like Tom Brady, so I feel very comfortable getting Tony Romo later. Look at this. A lot of depth here. Look at this bench. I got. I, I know what I'm doing. Yes, I, I got a lot of good guys. Chris Givens, I'm really happy with. Jordy Nelson. And it was tough for the flex spot. And But the thing is, I like to play running backs in my flex spot. Lamar Miller is a guy that I'm going to go with there because running backs tend to be more consistent with the fantasy points. So that's why I go with a guy like Lamar Miller. The guy dra- I drafted. Is this the move? The is this the Lamo- Lenovo Coach of the Week move? Yes, this is the, this is the uh, genius move, the Montgomery Burns Memorial genius move. I really like what he's going to be able to bring to the team. There's not a lot of number one running backs, non-committee backs. So when he can find one and put him in your flex spot, because Lamar Miller could be a number two in a lot of leagues. He's my flex guy. I feel great about that. Is it because he's playing the Browns D? Partly. It's a pretty good matchup. The Browns are tough to throw against. Joe Hayden's there. So it's tough to move the ball through the air against the Cleveland Browns. But you can can make some moves on the ground. uh, The Browns have allowed uh, seven rushing touchdowns in their last four home games, so I like that. And the Dolphins are going to have to run the ball. That's you start thinking about the game plan too. They're not going to want Brian Tannehill's not going to want to throw the ball against that team. They got to run it with Lamar Miller. He's going to get the opportunities, so that's why I went with them. Okay, so to be clear, it's mm-hmm. Lamar Miller over Jordy Nelson. Is, yes. Are you not starting Jordy Nelson in your flex just because of that matchup against the Niners? Partly, it is a tough matchup. We we talk about the matchups with the 49ers and how tough it can be on running backs, also receivers too. They're very tough to move the ball against. And Jordy Nelson, to me, is a good receiver, but I drafted him as a backup. He's not one of my stalwarts. He's not one of the guys I'm counting on week in and week out. So when I come into a situation like this where he's going up against the 49ers, I feel pretty confident putting him on the bench. It's funny you bring this up, defending champ, because I have a move of my own involving a Miami wide receiver. I'll let you know about that, but you'll just have to check out our league. And a guy named Steve Smith. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we'll see about that. Good stuff from you. (laughs) <laughs> that was a t- That's what we call it in the business. <laughs> Remember, you are already in a fantasy league with Adam Rank and the rest of our fantasy experts. America's team is our name for the team controlled exclusively by you, the fans, in our NFL.com Experts League. Visit NFL.com slash America's team and vote on the decisions you want to see made for your team to see if you can outsmart the experts like this guy. Still to come, who's got the better lineup? We're comparing the lineups of users submitted by our fantasy genius tool and seeing who comes out on top when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Hey, fantasy fans. Want to have your fantasy questions seen and answered by millions? Check out Fantasy Genius right now on NFL.com. Ask the world who you should start, bench, add, or drop. You can also have your team rated by other fantasy players, submit poll questions, and much more. Log on to NFL.com slash genius 
to get started. Time now for Who's Got the Better Lineup, presented by Head & Shoulders. Today, we're comparing two lineups submitted by users on our Fantasy Genius tool. Going to go position by position, pick out who has the better lineup. Alongside me, Michael Fabiano and Adam Reich, no two better guys to do this with. So let's take a look. Team A versus Team B from NFL.com Fantasy Genius. Guys, this is pretty close. Obviously, it's very close at kicker. But you, you take a look very at Team close. 1 and Team 2. It, this, is, this is a toss-up. Yeah, they're they're both very good teams. I These think, guys are braggers. I think Team or One gals. probably has the better team, but it is close. All right, now you see a quarterback, Tom Brady versus Andrew Luck. Luck's a big guy for you this year, Fabs, but you'd rather have Brady? I love Luck. I'd rather have Brady. I like this matchup against the Buffalo Bills. Brady always has success against that AFC East opponent. And regardless of the wide receivers he has or doesn't have to throw the football to, I've said it all preseason, he's still Tom Brady. Rank, how high are you on Deshaun Jackson? Love Deshaun Jackson. You hear me say this over and over again. I have bought into Chip Kelly and his offense and everything he's bringing to the NFL. Huge years upcoming for Lashawn McCoy, for Michael Vick, and of course, Deshaun Jackson, who will become a number one fantasy receiver by the end of the year. But if you're going to be talking about one week, him going up against the Washington Redskins on Monday night, he has crushed the Redskins in the past. He will do so in the future. Huge game upcoming for Deshaun Jackson. He's going to have well into double digits. It's almost like the opposite for Eddie Lacy. Everybody thinks he's going to have a big season, got the job to himself in Green Bay, just not this week. Yeah, we talked about it before, about going up against the San Francisco 49ers, about that tough defense. And while I like to play running backs in the flex position, this is one instance where I would try to get a receiver in All right, Calvin Johnson, Fabs, we all know about Megatron in this offense. Any reason to think this year could be different than the last couple? No, I don't know that he's going to be the number one wide receiver in fantasy based on points at the end of the year. Doing that three years in a row, I mean, that's tough. But he's a lock to finish in the top five. He's going to have more touchdowns and fewer yards this season. Calvin Johnson, guys, obviously a no-brainer. He's active week in and week out. And this is a good matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. Not very good against the pass last season. All right, so let's take a look and see who we have projected as our winner between Team 1 and Team 2. It's close, but Team 1 gets the slight edge. You know, a couple of guys we didn't talk about, Tony Gonzalez, Brandon Myers. Myers had a slow preseason. Gonzalez, you expect at least hit the ground running. Yeah, and he always does well against the New Orleans Saints, who he's facing, by the way, in Week 1. Tony G one of the five best tight ends in fantasy football. A lot of that stuff is close, but Deshaun Jackson over Eddie Lacy will push Team 1 over the top. Now, you like Steven Jackson. How close Steven Jackson against David Wilson? Oh, Steven Jackson's going to crush him. I'm expecting a huge year from Steven Jackson. We'll talk about that a little bit more. All right. I'm going I'm to have something special about Steve Jackson just a little bit from now. All right, something to look forward to later on in the show. When we return, it's time for our Fantasy Award nominees. See who we think will be on the short list of MVP candidates in Week 17 when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Deep, down the right side, he's got Dez. Great to five, get out of the tackle, and goes left side and in for the touchdown. Dez, what a catch. Block up the middle, dive, touchdown. Boy, do my ribs feel better. Hi, Dez. Up the middle to the block. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. We've just finished our Rocky Four versus Rocky Three conversation and are ready to hand out some hardware here on the set. Jason Smith alongside Adam Rank, Akbar Bajabimila, and Michael Fabiano. Who's going to be our fantasy MVP? We bestowed the honor on Vikings running back Adrian Peterson at the end of last season, but 
We're going to make our nominations now for the players that might deserve some hardware by season's end. We're going to start with our fantasy rookie of the year and Fabs, a guy you like every week but this week. <laughs> well, any running back against the Niners is going to be a little bit shaky, but I'm going with Eddie Lacy in Green Bay. I had Le'Veon Bell as my top rookie at a time, but then he got injured. Lacy is a guy now who is the featured back. He's going to see early done work. He's going to see goal line work. Remember, Dewan Harris out for the year with a knee injury. Alex Green, he now plays for the men in green. Lacey's the guy in Green Bay, and typically the top rookie is a running back. Points-wise for him, what do you see for him per game this season? Cedric Benson gave you a nice between 10 and 12 when he was healthy. I think he can get you at least that. You're going to be looking at between 8 and 14 points every week, and the big thing there is the fact that he's going to see goal line work, and you know what? The Packers offense, pretty good. They'll get him there. All right, something we talked about at the top of the show. Le'Veon Bell could be returning to action much sooner than anticipated, and Rank, he's your choice. Yeah, he's my choice. You talk about Mike Tomlin, the way he's been kind of Messing around with it. It's almost Shanahanigan-like the way he's saying, oh, you know, first of all, it's a Liz Frank injury. He looks like he's going to be out for six weeks. Then it's like, oh, he might be out for week two. Now it's like, yeah, he'll probably start on Sunday. I don't know what to do with this guy. <laughs> but Le'Veon Bell is going to be the rookie of the year because by the time that we're into the middle of the season, we will have forgotten about all the injuries. We will have forgotten about all this noise about Redmond and release and Dwyer. Le'Veon Bell will be the centerpiece of this offense. The Steelers will get back to basics. They will be running the football, and Le'Veon Bell will be leading the way. And all of you who have picked him up, and I know that he's still available in leagues, and we talk about this ad nauseum, but make sure that he is on your team, kids. You want this guy. Yeah, the best thing about this is Mike Tomlin, even though he's not playing, still listed as the co-starter for week one. How about that? (laughs) I got him on top of the depth chart. All right, Akbar, who's your pick? Well, you know what? For all the fantasy owners who are under the command of my voice right now, I want you to understand (laughs) one thing. You got to look at a kid by the name of DeAndre Hopkins for the Houston Texans. This is a team that likes to throw the ball. And the... In the past, they've only thrown the ball to Andre Johnson. I think what you're going to start to see, you're going to see a lot of defenses rolling coverage over to Andre Johnson to make sure they can take that away from him and leaving DeAndre Hopkins by himself so he can prove himself. I think he's going to have a lot to show out there. I think he's going to be a big production. They've got a running game. So that means that offense is going to be moving with the passing game. I think DeAndre Hopkins could be a guy putting up between 9 to 11 points every single game, and that's big production. Can you start him? This, he's got a good matchup this week. Can you start him this week? You, you know, I'd start him as my flex. I, I, I'd be bold enough to put DeAndre Hopkins as my flex and start him and, and get that 10 points that I could get out of him. Plus, you like a Monday night guy, too. Yeah, it's absolutely. always fun. Yeah, it is, because you always get up for that Monday night game. Especially when you have him on the second Monday night game, and you're up at 1 o'clock in the morning going, come on, I just need to catch one more pass before I go to bed. All right, how about comeback player of the year? The very popular pick, well, there's a reason for it. Carson Palmer's in the desert and Fabs. Larry Fitzgerald on the top of your list. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald is a guy who I expect to be back in the top ten in fantasy points among wide receivers this year. I think we'd all here be surprised if he's not. Carson Palmer's there. He can still throw the ball vertically. And the change at the coaching position is also big. Bruce Arians, what does he like to do? He likes to go vertical. Larry Fitzgerald is the best option in that offense. And I'll tell you something right now. Carson Palmer is going to know where his bread is buttered, and it is buttered. I like that. At the wide receiver spot with Larry Fitzgerald. Let me give you a a stat, though. You talk about him being in the top ten. He'll be in the top five. You want to know why? Because Larry Fitzgerald always excels in odd-numbered seasons. Look at it. This is throughout his entire career. this? <laughs> I look it up. I do a little research there, Akbar. Look at these odd-numbered This And this goes all the way back to the draft, if we had it going back even further. And you see last season. Forget about last season. Forget about Max Hall. Forget about all the curtain jerkers and mid-card jobbers who are lobbing him the ball. Because Michael Fabiano is absolutely right. 
Carson Palmer is there in the desert. He is going to be huge this season. Top five for Larry Fitzgerald. I feel like Larry Fitzgerald's probably in his locker room saying, all right, this is 2013. It's an odd number. I'm going to ball. And then he's, I can see that conversation going on in the locker room. I'll take room. next season off. I'm he's, good. He's, fine. He's waiting to mail it in in 2014. <laughs> Thanks to oh, Grey's Anatomy boy. for that chart about going up and down right there. Now, as much as great things we had to say about Larry Fitzgerald, you have even better things to say about LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, we talk about LaShawn McCoy a lot. I love this Chip Kelly offense. I love the off-temple stuff. I love all of it. LaShawn McCoy is going to have a monster season. I cannot stress this enough. If you look back at what Chip Kelly did at Oregon, he ran the ball a ton. He ran the ball close to 65% of the time. LaShawn McCoy is going to get his opportunities. He's going to do stuff like this where he just breaks through the defense, makes those nice long runs. I understand last year a little bit of a down year for him, but he's going to get back to those 2011 stats back when he had 20 touchdowns. LaShawn McCoy is a guy to play this year, and I expect him to have a monster Boy, season. He's got some Are shoes. you worried at all about Andy Reid calling plays from Kansas City <laughs> for LaShawn McCoy? Andy Reid calling him going, why are you playing LaShawn McCoy? I did so don't well not me. playing him last year. Yeah. I stopped giving this guy the ball once the third quarter came. I don't understand. All right, Akbar, this is your chance for your coming to America impression. Your My son player. works? Hakeem? I think for me, the comeback player of the year is going to be Hakeem Nix. Yes, from coming to America, he's going to be coming to your fantasy team this year. I'm and I, and I say this, Eli Manning is going to connect with Hakeem Nix because you look at him, the 2010-2011 season when he had 1,000-plus yards, 11 touchdowns in 2010, seven touchdowns in 2011, he was very productive. But last year, he was going through nagging injuries. And let me tell you something, there's nothing that cripples a player more than a nagging injury. You never had that opportunity to really get healthy. This year, from everybody that I've talked to over there with the New York Giants, he's healthy. The OTAs look good. Many camp, he looked good. I think he's really the better wide receiver than Victor Cruz. That's right. I said it. He's better than Victor Cruz. And I think Hakeem Nix is going to put up big fantasy production this year. He found a cure-all. It's called contract year. <laughs> oh, it, it cures everything, That's what apparently. it's called. All of a sudden, I'm healthy now. Hey, Either the odd year or your contract year. One of those two. And he's got his own money. Yeah. The, hey, so when I tell you, the boy has got his own money. <laughs> the boy has got his own <laughs> money. All right, let's go big game hunting now. We're talking fantasy MVP. This is not necessarily the guy we think is going to wind up with the most fantasy points, but the guy who's going to give you the most value and bring you a championship from Fabs. Your pick is a guy you've been high on all season long. I love of Trent Richardson, guys. I absolutely think he is going to be a top five fantasy running back this season. If you drafted him, and I even got him in the second round in a couple of leagues, which was a shock to me, he's going to put up big numbers under North Turner. Sands, Ryan Matthews, of course, running backs have found a lot of success in North Turner's offense. Lamont Jordan, Frank Gore, Ricky Williams all had their best fantasy seasons under who? North Turner went as the offensive coordinator. Also coached LaDainian Tomlinson, Emmitt Smith, Trent Richardson is the next running back to put up a big fantasy season under North Turner. I'm telling you right now, based on where you drafted him, he is going to be the steal of the fantasy football season and the MVP, dare I say. Would you have taken him in the first round in drafts if he was there for you? I did. You passed him. I did. No, where where Trent Richardson was ranked in terms of the second half of the of the first round, I absolutely took him where he was available. I wasn't taking him over Adrian Peterson. I wasn't taking him over guys like LaShawn McCoy. Jim, Jamal Charles, but that's also part of the reason why he's going to be the MVP because he wasn't that top five pick, but he's going to bear fruit like a top five. Yeah, because people, it seemed like fantasy enthusiasts were very concerned about him for whatever for whatever reason. I don't get. I mean, I don't know, understand what you would watch from last year and watch him play and say, "No, nah, I don't like this guy." He was outstanding. Yeah. 
All right, let's stay with the running backs. Just right, okay. you're in 47 leagues. You span the globe. We do a league in Denmark, a league in Denmark. London, right? Yeah, the, the uh, Tuesday morning football crew. Yeah, we Nigeria. All. All I'm right. all over the world, <laughs> and I think in every one of your leagues, every league has an international language. It's called Stephen Jackson. <laughs> Stephen Jackson for MVP. I love this guy. I, of course, when he was with St. Louis, he had a big problem with getting into the end zone. That is a problem that is going to be alleviated in Atlanta because if you look at his stats compared to Michael Turner. They were very comparable, very, very even, except in one huge category. Michael Turner got into the end zone all the time. Michael Turner scored double digits and touchdowns in every year he was in Atlanta. Steven Jackson is coming in there, and he is going to score double digits and touchdowns. He hasn't had double digits in a number of years. I think it's been about seven years. He is going to do it this year because he can run, he can pass. That offense becomes so much more dynamic, so much more multifaceted when he's in the game because when Michael Turner was in the game, very one-dimensional. You knew they were going to run because they were not going to throw the ball to Michael Turner. But with Steven Jackson there, they will be able to throw it. So make sure he is on your team. He is going to be the MVP. All right, Akbar, you're going wide receiver for your pick. Yeah, I am, and I'm going with Des Bryant. I think Des Bryant has shown a lot of growth in each of his uh, year as a receiver. He's gotten better each year statistically, and I think that shows the, the amount of mental knowledge that he's gained. You know, we've seen these images of – Des Bryant having mental errors in the game. But I think with Des Bryant, I think he's going to be the MVP because of his route running ability. And Tony Romo is going to be throwing him the ball. He is the go-to guy. He's always been the go-to guy. I like Tony Romo and the Des Bryant combination. Well, another thing, too, he's not technically a contract year for him, but Jerry Jones is not going to let him get to a lame duck contract season. If he has a big year this year, he's got a lot ahead of him. Where do you expect him to finish real quick, you guys, you three? Des Bryant, total fantasy points for wide receivers. Number one. Uh, I'm you, going number you, one. No, I'm going number two behind Calvin Johnson. That's where I'm going. But I think he's going to make such a strong case that it'll make him the MVP. The top three fantasy receivers this season will be Calvin Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, Des Bryant, any of that, any order. All right, there you go. There is our hardware. Coming up tomorrow, we're previewing our matchup of the week in fantasy as the 49ers and Packers open the season by the bay. How many fantasy points in this one? NFL Fantasy Live is back tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL.com and 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.